1: Welcome to week
0: three. Feels Woo-hoo. good, guys. Woo-hoo. Halfway through January—that's so crazy. I want to hear what your guys's um, accomplishments were for the week, and what maybe some of your failures were. Not looking at you, Tracy, but you have a funny one.
2: <laughs>
1: Should I start?
0: Yeah.
2: Go okay. For it. So. Um, one of my failures. We're going to start with the failure because it's hilarious. But uh, David and I, we got all these apples from my mother-in-law a week ago on Tuesday. And she had all these ones that she's had in the fridge. And we took them and we finally cored them. And then we like got a milk I cooked them down, made them into applesauce and like got the dryer from my mom. And we laid out these sheets. And then like put this plastic, anyway, we put wax paper underneath it and then like put it into the dryer. And unfortunately I used wax paper instead of parchment paper and it became apple wax leather instead of apple leather that you can peel off the parchment paper and it was a
0: tragedy. And I didn't even know there was a difference.
2: So (laughs) sad. You guys don't use wax wax paper for anything that's heating up. That makes sense. It's gonna get warm. It's gonna melt, and uh, it's very sad. (laughs) We did like eight of it, and it was this apple (laughs) apple so sweet. So it's so perfect and delicious. And we've made it before, and so we were very excited. And then we just wept. Just kidding. We, didn't <laughs> we were so tempted to weep, but I didn't weep.
1: Anyway, so sad. I hope you at least. Easier. I hope you at least took a picture of it, so you, you know, could- I, should,
2: I should actually go grab one of them, so that I can chronicle the joy. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it was. I did. I did save the video that I sent you guys because I thought it was so funny too when I re-listened to it yesterday. Later, <laughs> later the, the pain had lessened i could re-watch it and laugh a little bit but every single time i'd look in the, the garbage yesterday it would like pain me i was like okay mm. <laughs> let it go let it go anyway, so I- what
0: was your success for the week
2: okay my success for the week um i played so much pickleball last week Woo! so I've, I've played pickleball since we met I have played pickleball, well, I guess I played a Wednesday morning too, but like I, I played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of last week, and then I pay, played Monday and Wednesday of this week, so I've played seven times, so you know, I've definitely been hitting my pickleball goal, and that's been great, and then, um, so yeah, there's there's a success in that.
1: Nice, go nice. Tracy! I can already see the muscles. You look so healthy and strong.
2: (laughs) Just in my right arm. Don't worry. My left arm is like, (laughs) it's like, Hey, Hey. And then the left arm is kind of like laying the waist.
0: Melody, what was yours?
1: Okay. So my success is, okay. I had a really good success on Sunday I came home from church and I was changing to get ready to go to a friend's house. And um, I put on this, you know, I, I always tried a couple different outfits and fill it out before I decide what I'm going to wear. And so I put on this outfit and I was looking in the mirror. And maybe this sounds like a little success, but this was big for me. And It was a cute outfit, but I wasn't really feeling it. And Jacob came in and Jacob was like, you look so good. You should wear that. But I didn't want to wear it. In the past, I would have been like, oh, well, Jacob really likes it. And maybe I'll just wear this. And then I'd have like this big, like, I don't know, anxiety thing and thoughts in my head of, oh, but I want to wear this. And I feel like I I would be more myself in this outfit. But Jacob likes this outfit. But instead, I was like, no. I don't want to wear this outfit. I want to wear the outfit that makes me feel like me. And I want to wear the outfit that makes me feel the most comfortable today. So I put on some baggy jeans, a big baggy t-shirt. I wore Jacob's big um, fluffy jacket. I put on a race hat because that's what I wanted to wear that day. And I just felt proud of myself for doing that for me and not worrying about what other people think. So that was a big success for me. That's huge. Love it. Thanks. And then another success is, um, Tracy, I listened to your podcast with Rachel curfew and I just have been thinking about anxiety and how anxiety can be a gift and, Instead of getting angry and frustrated when I feel anxiety, I'm trying to listen to it and figure out what it's trying to tell me. So, I talked about one last week when I decided to turn down a job opportunity because I felt anxiety. And today on my run, I was feeling like massive amounts of anxiety, like massive. And And I've had, I've had this like massive anxiety for a long time. It's like so much, it brings my heart rate up super high. It makes it really hard to run. And it's been a little bit better, but on my run today, it just was like, so it was massive. And my run was really difficult because of it. I had to stop and walk a lot and, and I was feeling really frustrated and I was praying in my head, like trying, I was trying to feel it. I was asking God to get rid of it. I was just like, how, why am I feeling this way? And, and I finally just stopped. Um, and then I asked myself, okay, what is my anxiety trying to tell me? Instead of trying to get rid of it, I asked, what is my anxiety trying to tell me right now? And I realized that it was telling me that um I, I was offered um a, a room to rent for massage. And I'm really excited about it, but the pay, what they're asking me to pay is way higher than what I was looking for. And I realized that I was feeling anxiety because i i felt like it's like i i i have almost already made the decision to take this room and pay that amount of money even though i know i don't want to pay that much money and i kind of felt out of control and and like i had no choice but to pay this money and and once i realized that i was able to tell myself wait a second i have control i do not have to pay that money there are other massage rooms. I can talk to them, I can show them the other offers I've received. If they don't bring the money down there, I'm gonna have an abundance mindset and there are plenty of rooms out there. I can find a room that is affordable for me. And and once I figured out where the anxiety was coming from and I kind of worked that out in my head and, and I gave myself control again, the anxiety went away and I was able to finish my run and I felt good and it just felt so good to be in control. So that was my big success of the week.
2: Wow, that's amazing. I love both of those stories so much. And I have to tell you, I love your first story about not letting Jacob's opinion determine what you did because that's a a person who's in your closest proximity. He is in your orbit. And so being able to, dis- to be able to, to give your own voice its, its um, power, that is amazing to me. First off, I just cannot get over how amazing that is. I uh, congratulate you on being able to listen to yourself and to be true to yourself in that moment. When Thank there was pressure to do something else just even based on positive regard right based on his mm-hmm. approval versus based on disapproval i just think that was amazing and then when you shared the story about the anxiety oh my goodness that is just a huge victory that you were able to actually say, okay, what are you trying to protect me from right now? Hey, I see you. What is it that you're trying to communicate to me? And that you were able to identify and find a solution that allows you to feel better and how that anxiety in that moment was a gift because it was communicating to you something that really wasn't aligning.
1: Yes, thank you very much. And I feel like I have in the past couple of weeks been able to actually be grateful for my anxiety because it actually, I can tell you multiple instances where it has helped me and it's helped me solve problems. So instead of fighting it, just listen to it, figure out why you're feeling that way. So that's, that has been life changing. Um, still definitely have a lot of work practice to do there. Okay. My failure for the week so we all had a goal to read 30 minutes of scriptures every day it was a really big goal and i was really excited about it i did not do it one time because every time i thought about doing it i felt so anxious about sitting down and studying for 30 whole minutes that i just didn't do it at all i totally had the all or nothing mentality and I knew that I'd beat myself up if I sat down to study for 30 minutes and I only did five. And I also knew just because I haven't built this habit and I haven't worked scripture study into my routine yet, um, I knew that the entire time I was studying, I'd be thinking about other things. It would throw me off my normal routine. And so I just didn't do it. I just stuck to my normal routine and I should have just started with two minutes a day and figured out I didn't put a lot of effort into it. I didn't figure out how to put it to my routine and I just didn't do it. So. Thanks for you know, the honesty. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was the same. Like it was so overwhelming for me and I was doing five to 10 minutes, but the thought of doing 30 minutes. oh. And, um, but I just want to go back to your, your success. As you were talking about it, like you were beaming, your whole face was lighting up and you just have like this, like, This pride about yourself, not in an arrogant way, but like, wow, like I'm like doing the hard things. And I think that changing mentally is so tough and talking yourself out of those anxiety patterns. And so I um, I just wanted to come on that props. Thank you. you. Thank
1: you very much.
0: um, So for me, I didn't count the scripture study as my failure, um, but I think my big failure of the week was Sunday um, it was super fun. I had people over for crepes um, and then that night I went, and did, um, went to like the study group. So I didn't get home until like 10, 30, 11 and it just threw me off my routine the next day. And so I'm learning more and more why I want to go to bed early, why I want to wake up at the same time every day. And because I didn't wake up at five, then I didn't go out and get my walk early in the morning. My walk like makes me like alert. Then I didn't have breakfast, then I didn't pack my lunch, then I didn't read my scriptures, I didn't do my affirmations, I didn't make my bed, and all those things helped me feel accomplished for the day. And when I'm like waking up last minute, getting out of the bed, I'm hungry, I'm like not alert. Like, I only go out like Monday. Well, actually, Monday we went running that night, so I got more steps. It was Sunday that I only got like 2,000 steps, which is like my lowest. Um, So it just sort of made me realize like Sunday, I wasn't prepared for the week on Monday before I had people over and to just sort of think about that. But my success for the week is that I ran a mile in 10 minutes and 53 seconds. And just to give comparison, I've been running my zone two and it's been like an 18, 19 minute mile, sometimes a 17. So to get down to 10 was like, whoa. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. When you said that Marco Polo that you did that, I literally was looking at my phone like this and I was all teary eyed. (laughs) I was so proud.
0: (laughs) I was crying myself. I was like, holy cow. So, um, yeah, like that definitely was like sort of that little bit of like, okay, you can do this, you know? So, and that like, I am involving God more in my goals and like, trying to make him a part of things and so that like I you see the blessings when of just believing that God can help you accomplish the impossible so let's talk a little bit though about scripture study and I wanted to share so I went to this study group and this quote was shared and I had heard it before but this really stood out to me um so it's by Boyd K. Packer elder Boy K Packer. Um, And it says true doctrine understood changes attitudes and behavior. The study of the doctrine of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than the study of behavior will improve behavior. That is why we stress so forcefully the study of of the doctrine of the gospel. And, you know, I was like, I just want and I looked up the definition of behavior. And I said the way in one act, the way in which one acts or conducts oneself, and for me this really stood out because as I'm I'm trying to act daily and do all these things, it really is that action and behavior. Sometimes I think like behavior seems so hard, like it's this you know you hear innate behavior or um, I don't know like it's just this like. How you've been since your childhood—that seems so hard to change. But I love that it's the the definition is the way in one in which one acts because I feel like oh I can change how I act and that changes the behavior. So what are you guys' thoughts on that?
2: So I think um, that that quote is in Preach My Gospel. I think as well. I think it's part of Preach My Gospel um, that and so. I think that's a really powerful thing true true doctrine understood changes behavior quicker than a study of behavior changes behavior right so uh, i think it's the whole idea that like christ changes us from the inside out and there's another i think benson quote that says like he he changes us from the or ezra taft benson i think it is i think it's benson anyway who says that like christ changes you from the inside out the world changes you from the outside in but God changes you from the inside out. And then you pull yourself basically out of the slums and you become a different person. And so I think what I like about that is that the true doctrine is Jesus in my mind. I'm like, if you have Christ at the center of who you are, then then he can help you change from the inside out. And that is really what we all want is to be changed from the inside out, not the outside in. Even though that can help as well, I do think that does have an, an empowering effect. I think it's a lot more powerful when it comes from the inside.
1: That's awesome. I think along the same lines, I've been thinking a lot about um, how to invite the spirit into my life and especially into my home more. And I just have been thinking about like media, social media, TV, music, and just how that can either uh, send the spirit away or invite the spirit. And I noticed I did like a little mini social media fast because I just was feeling really yucky and I, I haven't been on it lately. And I just have noticed a really big shift in the way I feel and in the way I think. And even last night, Jacob and I watched a show on Netflix, which I would say is compared to the stuff that is out there right now. Uh, it compared to it, it's clean. It, it's a pretty wholesome show, but there still is stuff in that show. There still were swear words and, and just things that made me feel yucky. And I realized after we watched the show, even though it wasn't as bad as a lot of what we see, I felt yucky. And so um, that's, that's something I want to work on is just my media consumption. And what, what am I what am I watching? What am I listening to? And I think that when we do things that um, invite the spirit, when we take action, invite things, invite the spirit, I think that just naturally changes our behavior. I feel like when we're feeling the spirit, when we're in our spirit, I feel like our behavior just naturally changes it. And I've, I've noticed that with social media, like I, I'm going to be totally honest. Um, I growing up, never said swear words. I, I started swearing when I started ultra running. (laughs) It was on one (laughs) of the the hardest runs ever. (laughs) I just needed to get it out. And I, I picked up the habit. It's not, I'm not, I don't have a sailor's mouth, but I say a swear word when I'm feeling really angry and really tired. And I noticed when I turned off social media and I've kind of been watching, um, the stuff I'm consuming, I've noticed that in those moments when I would have said a swear word, I didn't. And even though I wasn't even consciously thinking, I need to swear less. Um, so I think, yeah, by inviting the spirit, I think our behavior just naturally changes and and becomes more conducive to having the spirit with us.
0: You know, and that, that's why I wanted to start with this quote is because, you know, lately, like when I do read my scriptures. I'm not gonna lie guys it's boring for me like I have had the excitement before where I've been like oh my gosh I can't believe that Abinadi was burned and like oh Alma he's converted by that that's awesome and King Benjamin um but like with the Book of Mormon even like the New Testament of like the miracles that the Savior was performing in Jerusalem you know like but I'm not feeling that excitement. And right now it's just something that I'm doing, but I know that when I open the Book of Mormon, that it, and when I open the Bible, like that it invites me to learn of Christ, right? And that, that's what changes my behavior. Um, and so I was really excited for this challenge, but I don't know why it overwhelmed me so much. And so then I went back to like my five minutes a day which those usually turn into like seven, and then I'm like, okay, I can do 10. But it was just that reminder of um, how easy it is to slip back into that all or nothing thinking, and then you aren't progressing. So I want to hear a little bit though, um, Tracy, let's hear how the challenge was for you and what you learned.
2: So I, um, this was this week, okay, I just had a thought come to me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is, this is something that I want to do this week, Mm -hmm. but just... I think the first thing is to, to write down all of the questions that you have in your life, all of the needs, all of the, or all of the things that are going right. Um, but, but doing like a brain dump of like, what do I really need help with right now in my life? And doing that very first before you ever open your scriptures is that you really get clear about what you need help with from God. And where he can amplify or strengthen you or help you, and then approach the gospel, approach your scripture study with that particular question in mind. And I believe that when you, I really think that questions are the key to a great scripture study, and that if you have good questions or you have good inquiry, if you're in a mindset of inquiry, that that can have an, a powerful effect on our scripture study. So this past week, I didn't do that. I didn't really come with my questions to the Lord. I just read the scriptures. And I learned a lot of interesting things because I'm reading Genesis right now, right? And I just like read a lot of Genesis. I read, I don't know, I got like to Genesis 26 or I mean, 28 or something like that, right? So, I mean, I read a lot of Genesis, but Here's the thing. For me, I have a goal to read the Old Testament this year, right? I want to read the whole Old Testament. So I have to stay like two chapters a day or three every day to stay on top of getting the Old Testament read in 365 days. So I, I want to stay on top of that goal. But also, the Old Testament is just a roller coaster. It is an experience. You know, you're reading about circumcision which i talked to you guys earlier about and we're here reading about yeah, how that
0: isaiah had to circumcise his, himself
2: it was his i don't know i don't abraham, know it abraham oh, yeah abraham. abraham yeah yeah he circumcised himself False doctrine there that i just preached. <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> uh, i uh, i think that like just the whole law of circumcision how that came in when the abrahamic covenant when abraham became abraham he was, the the thing God asked him to do was to circumcise himself and then Ishmael at that time was 13. And I just think about that and I'm like, whoa. And that day, like within that day, Abraham had circumcised all the like men and boys in his realm, you know, within his city or whatever, within his control. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, there must have been a lot of sorrow in that place (laughs) that day (laughs) and just so much physical pain. And I was just thinking about that. And of course, there's just, so like, those are the things I get stuck on, you guys. Like I get stuck on circumcision and then I get stuck on the fact that Lot's um, daughters. So when Lot had to escape, you know, when he escaped from, from Sodom and Gomorrah, And that literally Abraham prayed and asked God to preserve that city. If there were 10 righteous people, there were 10 righteous people. And God was like, I'll preserve it. And there weren't. And so three angels came to Sodom and Gomorrah and they, they helped Abraham. I mean, they helped Lot escape with his two daughters and wife. But of course we know the story that his wife looked back longingly, right? and that she turned into a pillar of salt. And then, um, and then of course, um, then they went into the mountains, they escaped into the mountains, and his daughters got him drunk and laid with him, right? And to preserve their posterity. And in the Joseph Smith translation, it says that that was, they did, that it was wickedness, that the daughters, their hearts, that wickedness entered into their hearts to do such a thing that that was not condoned of God, right? That was not something that God condoned for them to do, but it made me think like I live in 2022 and this my friends was like 4,000 years ago, right? Like this is a long time, not even that long, sorry, but it's a long time ago, right? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what in the world? Like, come on ladies, like, you know, (laughs) But here's the thing, I really believe that those women were impacted by living in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were impacted by their environment, you guys. None of us are not impacted by where we're where we are or the people that are around us or what's considered acceptable or not unacceptable. And there's a lot of um, I just went back through it with Joseph Smith translation and I was way more comforted by reading through the Joseph Smith translation, but when I first read it, I was really upset. And so sorry, this is kind of not like a super edifying, oh wow, this is amazing. But it was like I really had to struggle with the scriptures this week. I had to, I had to bring things to the Lord and say, like, I really don't understand this or why, but like posterity was critical, you guys. Like it was everything to them to like have posterity. So the fact that Sarah didn't, she was barren, right? Was such a big deal that she gave Abraham her handmaid, you know, her handmaiden and, and then that's how Ishmael, right? That's how we got get we, how we get Ishmael, and Ishmael is where all of our our Islamic our Muslim friends come through is Ishmael, and so just like interesting, right? Just so many interesting things, and like the, I actually love it. I've been really enjoying Genesis. I've been enjoying it. It's kind of like, like oh look, this is what's happening now. So I have been enjoying it, but I will say that I um. I've had to like pray about it, right? Like and 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 struggle with the Lord a little on this and just try and ask him for clarity. And sometimes he does help me clarify and I really am grateful for the Joseph Smith history, like the Joseph Smith translation that that clarifies some of the things in there because otherwise it's like, "Ooh, what's going on here?" And there's still stuff like that, but it's just really interesting. So, that was a very long answer. But I will also say that I just barely sat here, you guys, and I've been having to struggle this morning with some things in my head, and I literally, you know, just opened up my scriptures and allowed them to just kind of flop open while you guys were, while we were preparing for this call, and it opened up to Joshua, and I know that this is like, but Joshua, like this morning, I was just having such a struggle in my head with some of the things that are happening in our world, and it's like... This is, I just dropped in, you know, and it's like Joshua chapter one, verse nine, which says, have not I commanded thee be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And that is just such a beautiful, like that's such a beautiful scripture, but I think, you know, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for, for I'm with you wherever you go, like you're never alone. And so. I think just remembering that there's so many jewels in the scriptures but that we have to be patient and 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 continually come to them.
1: What scripture was that again, Tracy?
2: It's Joshua chapter 1 verse 9.
0: And that's fantastic. Know, I just like you're such a scriptorian, Tracy. Like I feel like you can remember these stories and And just the fact that you've read 26 chapters in Genesis, I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So, but like even to hear that, like, this week's been a struggle for you and you've had to go to the Lord with different questions. And yeah, I um, thank you for sharing everything.
1: I appreciate your honesty too, Tracy. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, you're fine. That was good. Um, Okay, so I have a question for you, Tracy. So I feel like um, I really enjoy reading my scriptures when it is to find personal revelation. When I have a question, when I want to feel the spirit, when I want to talk to God, then reading the scriptures is exciting to me. Like, I really like how you talked about stuff, how you're honest about sometimes it's not super exciting. And maybe, maybe it's a good question to ask yourself, like, how can you make the scriptures exciting? But anyways, back to my question. Um, but the problem is, I feel like when I study my scriptures that way, it always turns into reading like I only three or four verses. And then more of the time is actually me just writing and thinking and listening. And then maybe I'll read another sentence and write and think and listen. And it's a really deep dive. Right. And I love that. But then if I study that way, I'm only getting through one or two verses a day. How am I going to read all of it? There's so much. Right. And that's one reason, like, I do not know the stories. I'm definitely not a scriptorian. And also the stories, I really am not interested. It does not excite me. Like history, it does not excite me. Like I hated history class. Um, I was totally the teenage girl who's like, okay, those people are all dead now. Why are we talking about this? So, and and I obviously understand more now the importance of history. But it still just is not exciting to me. So, like, how how can I get the story? How can I read more than just two verses a day? And how can I be excited about the history and the stories? Well, I feel
2: like what you're doing is working for you. Uh-huh. Like what, what it sounds like to me is that you're getting the revelation that you need from reading the two verses you're reading. And I'm like, that's the purpose. That's the purpose. I don't think I actually don't think it matters if you know the stories, (laughs) I don't think it matters. Mm. I think it matters that you know how to go to the scriptures to receive revelation. So for me, I'm not so concerned with you having like a scriptural knowledge, it's more the fact that you can go there to like open up the windows of revelation, because that's really the purpose of the scriptures in my mind. But if you have the desire to learn the stories, then I would say, guess what, today my purpose in reading the scriptures is not to study them, it's to read them. So I'm just going to read and then I'm going to summarize it to Jacob when I'm done and I'm going to tell him what I read. And as soon as when you start to do that, you'll start to remember more things.
1: Hmm. That's a good idea. I like that.
0: I sort of wonder, too, if it's um, more of a cultural thing for us to know all the scripture stories. And if you don't or you say someone's name wrong or whatever, that it's like this like embarrassment of, oh, you weren't a
2: scriptorian,
0: but... I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah.
2: I've heard you say, Steph, that you're like, I don't want to teach false doctrine. I've heard you say that. Oh, (laughs) I'm terrified of that. Yeah. And I was like, why is she so afraid of teaching false doctrine? Like, I've heard people teach things that aren't true. And I like can always, I can always discern, right? Like, I know how to figure it out. And if not, oh, well. Where, like I guess maybe I'm just not as super concerned about it. Like, and even me, like I corrected you. Like, I'm like it's Abraham or whatever, Yeah. instead of Isaiah. Well, well I, I'm sure Isaiah was also circumcised, so it's okay. <laughs> it's like no <laughs> problem. But I, think, I just think it's that. Like, I, I, I think for me, yeah, like we should be cognizant that we're not teaching false doctrine. But I kind of wonder, like, where did that originate? Where did that right. fear come from? Mm. Like, Steph, what is it that happened that made you think, like, ah, I'm preaching false doctrine? I probably
0: said something wrong in Sunday school, like, when I was young, and then everyone laughed at me. You know, like, I don't know the specific experience, but I just think that there is sometimes, like, trauma in Sunday school of, like, you pronounce a name wrong. Like, even to this day when someone asks me to read, I'm, like, rereading, like, it beforehand be like, oh, can I pronounce the stuff right <laughs> when really, like, it's not our modern lingo so it's okay that you don't know how to say people's names <laughs> so anyways i know this is going on tangent but i think i'm just realizing as i realize other areas in my life that there's sort of a little bit of like shame or guilt around i'm like oh i think that i have that with like publicly talking to people about the scriptures
1: Steph, I do think there is this, at least this is in my head, and I imagine it's in a lot of other people's heads too. I almost feel like if I don't know the stories and I'm not a scriptorian, I'm not a good Mormon. Yes. Where is my faith really if I don't know these stories? And I can't raise my hand and answer that question at Sunday school, you know.
0: Which is why there's crickets oftentimes when people ask a question, because there's like the people that are like Tracy that know it that will answer. <laughs> Then the rest of us are like, uh, call on someone else because I don't want other people to think that I don't know my stuff. So anyways, yeah. I think that it's like a good reminder too, um, to like comment, even if I don't know the answer to ask questions. So.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's really powerful to not know things. Yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of power because then you can like learn and you're open and and you're not too proud. I think, I think pride is so much more dangerous in the regards that like of thinking, oh, we know so much, like I know the scriptures or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> uh, the scriptures, there's a lot of scripture, there's a lot of scripture, there's a lot to know. And so I feel like you really have to be the most important thing is to, to be open to what people can teach you because people always are constantly teaching me things. And they may know way more than me or they may may not know as much as me regarding some specific topic but it doesn't mean i can't learn from them right that's why we want everyone to speak up because everyone has
1: something to share i love that and honestly um i feel like well i know that we're not alone i feel like like you said Seth, most people don't want to raise their hands because they're scared and they don't know. And honestly, if we ask a question, probably half of the people or more than half of the people in there have the exact same question. And they're like, thank you for being the one to bring that up, you know? And and then I think it gives more permission to raise their hand and answer. and gives more people permission to be wrong and it's okay. I think we could play our part by being okay with being wrong and just asking the question and, and just admitting that we don't know everything. I'm going to try that out this week in Sunday school, guys. I'm so excited, Steph.
2: I'm so excited. I want to write down the report to, so, like, remember to ask you about that.
0: Yeah. Um. So just in closing this discussion, I just wanted to share the scripture that I found today. So it's in Alma 5, 7. And so this is Alma the Younger talking, I believe. Once again, that fear comes out. But, you know, the son of Alma. So that would make him Alma the Younger. Um... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy. <laughs> You're
2: doing great. You're it doesn't doing even great. matter.
0: Does it like that's the thing? It doesn't matter. So, anyways, he says, Behold, um so he's talking about Christ. And he said, Behold, he changed their hearts. Yea, he wakened them out of a deep sleep, and they awoke unto God. Behold, they were in the midst of darkness, nevertheless. Um nevertheless their souls were illuminated by light of everlasting word. Yea, they were encircled about by the bands of death and the chains of hell, and everlasting destruction did await them. Wait, never mind. I'm going to pause that right there, because I just started freaking out. I was like, no, he's not talking about Christ. I think he's talking about his father reminding them. Anyways, this is where I get so scared about the scriptures, and as I was reading, I couldn't even read, because I was like, I think I said something wrong, and I didn't even realize, like, all of this until this discussion, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it keeps me from just like sharing.
2: It doesn't matter. I don't know. So. Yeah, I think there's something to unpack there that I think is super helpful for you. And I think for everyone, I think all of us actually have traumas associated Mm -hmm. with church and that we really need to like look at that and say, why is it that I feel so incredibly unhappy when I do X thing or when I feel so self-conscious about Y thing. Like, I mean, it shows up in anything, but I think in a church environment, I think it's an interesting dynamic. And so people's different things come out in that environment than in others and things that don't come out because people are hiding. And so I think there's a lot of hiding at church, a lot of hiding. Right. And the more we can show people that it's safe to be them, they can be totally who they are, that, that they are, they are safe as they are the better. And and the less we can, um, I think it's just really important to love people. I remember a time I'm going to share this really quickly. I was in a young single adult ward and this was years ago. And, um, one of the guys was teaching and of course, Tracy pipes up because that's what I do. I speak up. And so people, you know, they have things to judge me off of, you know, because I say stuff. So they actually have like words that, oh, she says this or da da da. But here's the thing, I still spoke up. I still speak up, y'all, to this day. And uh, as a result of that, I remember I said this guy said something about how he's like, well, sometimes just stuff happens, right? Like things just happen in our lives. And I raised my hand and I was like, well. I recall like one of the talks that was recently given in general conference, and he said that we can find purpose in our like in what we go through. Right. So I was giving this contrary opinion that like we can find purpose and meaning in what we go through, even if sometimes stuff does happen. Right. That we don't know why, but like there can still be a purpose. And he was like and somebody else was like, yeah, and stuff still just happens. Right. So there was kind of this like condescending conversation that happened and I felt very shut down, right? Like I felt super shut down in this conversation. And I remember to this day, how sweet this, the, and I, um, anyway, he, this guy raised his hand and he was the older brother of the first boy I ever kissed. Anyway, that's so random. <laughs> but. And his, his, Randall Lloyd is his name anyway. And he raises his hand and he's like, you know, I don't really think that that's what Tracy meant. He's like, I think she's saying, whatever we've gone through, we can find a reason to see God in it or to find some purpose in it. And I think that's totally acceptable. And I just was like, he just stuck up for me, you know? And I was like, you can really get shamed in church, uh, even for speaking up or for not speaking up, whatever it is. And I'm like, we, we really want to be in that space where we're like, we love you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for saying something. Thanks for supporting, you know? And so just we want to create that
1: environment in our world. I love that. I'm so happy you shared that story because I felt so much love in it. And I do think there is a little bit of shame culture that we can do our part to get rid of that. By loving each other, standing up for each other. I love it.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, this took a whole different direction than I had thought. And But now I really want to pay attention to these moments of why I'm not, like, speaking up, you know? And why I'm not sharing my experience. And like what you said, Tracy, like, if you speak up, that gives people reason to, like, judge you or to not agree with you. And so and going back to the scripture... I want to tell you guys why this stood out to me. It doesn't matter who says it. <laughs> it, doesn't matter all that stuff. But the reason it stood out to me is because I am noticing a lot as I read anything that talks about light or like darkness that instantly, because of our theme, um, makes me like be like, ooh, perk up and be like, what is that? And so, um, especially with this change of heart. So behold, he changed their hearts, yay. He awakened them out of a deep sleep and they awoke unto to God. Behold, they were in the midst of darkness. Nevertheless, their souls were illuminated by the light of the everlasting word. And, um, you know, in the study group that I went to this week, it was talking about in Genesis and it talked about like the word a lot in the scriptures. I couldn't find it again, but how like the word is Christ, right?
2: Yeah, it's not in John. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um or it's in john um but but i just like in tying it all together i really believe that as i study about christ um that it awakens my awakens my spirit it awakens everything melody like what you were saying where you're more sensitive to everything around you because as we're getting to know christ more we're wanting to be like him and i just think of that you become like the five people you're around right but like to really um know the savior i mean i just watched one episode of the chosen with some friends and just watching how they displayed the savior i was like man to really be with him like would be a whole different experience but like to walk with him but we're still able to have that experience even though we can't see him and it does it changes our natures it makes us want to be better, and not so that we can be better to tell people, but because we want to have our souls be illuminated with His light. So,
2: and His love. Yeah, because we have His love, then we see people through the lens of love, which is just critical to like surviving this earth <laughs> and like having a good experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. can I share a story real quick? I know we're we want to wrap up here. No. Um, sure this will just be really quick. Um, but I just thought of this really awesome experience I had when I worked in the temple. Um, I worked in the temple my second year of college cause I had a little extra time and in the temple I started, I just, I felt Christ love all the time. And it, it was with me throughout the week and I loved going and I, I learned to really love the temple and, you know, everyone in the, temple wears their white clothes you know and I feel like that's okay to talk about right <laughs> we all wear white clothes in the temple and I remember sitting in Relief Society one day and I was just like looking around at all the ladies in there and all of a sudden I saw everybody in that room wearing a white dress and everybody was beautiful and everybody was a daughter of God and I just felt this overwhelming love for all of them. And I've always wanted to, I, I feel like I haven't seen people like that for a long time, but I, I hang on to that moment and I just, I want to see people like that. And there's something about imagining people in white clothes too. Um, it just was awesome. And, and that's always been my goal is to look at people through that lens because that was such an awesome experience. Thank you for sharing that that's really
0: special and it was a good reminder to me of like this week there were individuals that i didn't look at that way through that lens and so that was just brought to my mind of like be kinder like look at people as the children of got that there so guys like you know what i just think that um i love that we can talk about like everything so and in wrapping up, let's talk a little bit about your, what you want to share about your goals last week and then what you want to do this week.
1: Melody. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So last week I talked about how my goals were to do less. Um, I have been doing less and I actually am doing a lot more by doing less. I've noticed that My capacity to do things has increased and I'm able to get more done with less anxiety. So that has been good. I have realized that I kind of have changed my goals up from the beginning of the year. And I always do this. This is always what I do. I get really excited at the beginning of the year I make these big goals. And then I'm like, oh, these don't really feel right. So right now I'm trying to just be in the moment to be present and pick my goals based off of what I feel like I need right now. And I prayed and asked God what, what he thinks I should focus on right now. And what he told me was eat better. So my goal right now is to um, incorporate better meal planning and food prep into my schedule. Um, And I'm just, I'm working on habits, like I'm, I'm drinking more water, but, but that's my big thing is create a meal plan schedule and eat better. Cause I don't, I do not, I have not been good eating. have been having quesadillas for dinner every night. So anyways, that's my goal for this week. <laughs> that's awesome. You want me to go? Yeah.
2: Okay, so I, uh, I, I kept on talking about doing like this two week intensive of doing a, a talk, like sitting down and being like, this is how I'm going to niche myself in my podcast. Did I do that this past week? I did not, not even, I didn't even touch that goal. But um wait, can I pause you for a second there?
0: I didn't tell you that I listened to that episode um that you guys have talked about a ton, the repentance one. Yeah, the faith um, And honestly, I as I've listened to your episodes, Trace, I I'm like you're doing such a good job. And so I know that you're concerned with niching your your audience, but I don't know. I listened to that one. And then I listened to part of another one. And I was like, man, you really, I feel like you've gotten into your podcasting groove. So yeah, that's just from my perspective.
2: Yeah. I feel like Melody also sent me a message this past week. She's like, you have a niche or at least I know who your audience is. Right. Like she's like you address, you know, spiritual women in there, middle-aged, like them, like middle-aged women in there, uh, who are spiritual or like members. But for me, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like women in that group. So that's, that's actually true. So, uh, but today's episode is about climate change, <laughs> um, from a guy, but he's, it's so interesting. Like his perspective is, it's awesome. It's very cool. And it's about sustainability and innovation and all that. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, in regards to my goals I have just realized that um, my priorities I need to I need to hone in on priorities and right now my priority is one is writing getting my website the writing in it um, aligned with what I really want to do uh, with the with the coaching and then, so that's that's like one number one priority, and number two is my journaling questions from the creation coach program. I just need to make sure that all of them are completed. And I actually did the check off that I was like done, but I'm actually not done, and so I'm feeling this guilt, like, oh my gosh, I said I was done, but I'm not really done. But it's just because I've found my perfectionism, like I'm like, oh, I haven't done it like you know to a T. But honestly, like I've certified, right? Like I, I've done this and. But I just need to go back through and make sure that like things are buttoned up. Right. And that I've done everything I need to. Um, But I haven't been perfect in that. And so I think there's this whole like or not, you know, I didn't do it exactly this way, but uh, I feel like it's been good, but I just feel like I need to get that buttoned up. So the journaling questions and the website, those are my priorities for this next week.
0: Sweet. Um, yeah, and I'd like, I I really agree with your your podcast and your creation coach. I'm so excited for you to do this all because I feel like you've sort of like figured out your path lately and it's fun to like see you as you evolve with everything. So, you guys, you know how I'm doing monthly goals, not yearly goals? So, it's really nice because I have six fires that I'm looking at. My fun fire, I'm at 95% for the month. <laughs> my my financial fire I'm at 70% of all the things I was wanting to do my relationship fire I'm at 46 my audio fire, I'm at zero my spiritual fire I'm at 43 and my running fire intervals have been the thing that have killed me I only have done five out of eight but it brings me to 87% because I've got 100% on my things so overall for all my fires I'm at I'm at 52.66. So, I mean, that's where, that's 2% more than what I want to be halfway through the month. Um, so, this week, and I really like talking about everything in the fires, and this Strides app is so nice because you can put everything in in a category and then, like, check it off individually so you can see your whole percentage. I love it. So this week I'm trying to get my audio to 30%, my relationship to 50% and my spiritual to 50%. So those are just a few percent more, but that's what I am working on.
1: Nice. ghost. stuff Seriously. So.
2: I love your organization. It's great. I've actually had some really good days with my habits. I had a completely green day yesterday, which I haven't had yeah. a green day in a long time. Like... I did my i actually did my posture exercises which i never do anymore <laughs> and so i finally did them yesterday and it felt good it's like yeah. oh yeah like i should do this again
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it does feel nice and i think that like seeing the percentage helps to be like okay which fire do i need a fan well obviously the audio there's not even any twigs there like i need to go get the kindling. i need to start that flame you know but it's like the fun fire, we can let that burn for a bit. I don't need to touch that. Like, let's relax a little bit. So I think it just shows the areas that really are burning out, or <laughs> that are maybe burning a little too high. So, <laughs> but um, to end, for the challenge we're giving you guys this week is um, not 30 minutes of study unless you want to do 30, but we want you to, wherever you're at right now with your, your study to just do two minutes more. Um, and you know, at first I was like, why am I setting this timer? But I have seen that, like, as I set the timer and then like, I'll look at it when I'm done and be like, Oh, I got to 11 minutes. And that seems, a, it makes it seem more doable. Um, to start with two or to f- start with five, then like, to do the 30. So, um that is our challenge. And have a great week.
1: Woohoo! Woohoo!
0: Focus on the fire.